This is the Wealth and Law Podcast, a podcast about the intersection of personal wealth and the legal landscape. We'll take a deep dive into relevant topics. We'll basically teach you what we know, and we'll engage with guests with deep expertise in their field. We hope that you'll enjoy this episode and many more episodes. So please join us on this journey as we try to bring you relevant information that is both timely and important for you to know in order to engage in this area of the world. Welcome to the Wealth and Law Podcast. I am Brent Nelson, and as the new year has ticked over and people are sitting around, hopefully not twiddling their thumbs, but thinking about how they're going to be most engaged and possibly even starting their thing, uh, sometimes you need to think through the process of whatever that thing is that you're going to start. And to do that, you need a smart person like Alex Wells. Alex, thanks for joining me. Pleasure to be here. For the few people in the world who don't know who you are, Alex, why don't you uh, at least give us your high-level CV? Yeah. Absolutely. So I am currently the co-founder and CEO of a digital marketing agency called Imprint Digital. Uh, we are we have two locations. We're based out of Colorado and South Car- and uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been in business now for about a year and a half, and we actually launched on the back of my partner and I. Uh, we both had been in the digital marketing agency world for about a decade each and both of us started to get a little curious as to what other options were out there uh last summer and both of us ended up actually finding uh, another job and at the time they were part-time um to get the the job started and we were already in discussions for starting some other ventures together we developed a really good relationship he's actually the person that introduced me to my wife and he married us as well uh, and we'd always got along really well, had similar interests, and were interested in, in similar things and, and what we wanted to start. And as we left, we saw a lot of people reaching out to us, just seeing what we could do to help out based on our reputation. And so we're like, okay, well, you know, we're already talking about doing other things. Why don't we make an official way to help these people out? And so we decided to start Imprint Digital. And uh, right now, I'm the the main uh, operator of the business is the CEO, and uh, we're actively pursuing other things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just kind of worked out that way, and uh, we've been very fortunate. We've seen a lot, a lot of growth in a year and a half, and we're looking forward to 2023. Yeah, nice. Well, be that's a perfect setup, but for people who are maybe scratching their head about why you're the guest today for this kind of topic. So they now understand like you're a guest because uh, you've done this recently. You have some some ideas uh, fresh in mind about uh, the struggles and, and, and hurdles to overcome in starting any sort of business. I think that we're probably living in uh, for a variety of reasons, but I think we're probably living in a bit of a, a heyday for entrepreneurship. So there's probably a lot of people thinking about starting something new. So if somebody came to you and they said, hey, I've got this idea, I'm gonna start this business, what kinds of things would you wanna try to tease out from them? Yeah, absolutely, that's a great question. So um, I actually get an opportunity to talk to quite a few people uh, who are doing that. Uh, Since we do what we do, we'll have a lot of businesses, people that are wanting to start stuff, they'll reach out uh, to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about starting this thing and I know you guys do digital marketing and that's going to be a big piece of, of making sure that we're successful. And that usually starts a conversation about where they're actually at in that process, because I think it's it's very important to us that if you're exploring digital marketing, that you've actually gone through the steps to figure out what you want to do 
you have an established business, you've actually kind of gone through some of those those things in order mm-hmm. to set you up to invest in marketing. And so the biggest thing is you really need to kind of peel back the curtain on yourself a little bit to start. Um, I always encourage people who are interested in starting a business and exploring entrepreneurship to really make sure that they do some self-reflection first and foremost. Uh, because contrary to what you see in a lot of content about entrepreneurship, what you're seeing a lot of the time is the highlights, right? People really make it seem like it's, it's this, uh, amazing thing and it's going to make you a ton of money and all of this stuff. But the reality is, is that that's the after effect many years Mm -hmm. later of investing Mm -hmm. blood, sweat and tears into trying to get things off the ground. And so you really need to check in with yourself and just make sure that you are the type of person that has the discipline in order to jump into the water and, and, uh, you know, with no life vest and, and make sure that you have a good foundation in place to handle such a challenge. Right. So that's the very first thing is like, do you have things in place to take care of your health? Right. Do you have things in place to keep you on track? Right. Because when you work a job, you, you kind of walk into the job and most jobs, not all jobs, but most jobs kind of have a framework of what you're supposed to do when right. you're going out and you're starting something on your own. That's gone. Right. You, you have to you have to put that in place for yourself. You have to be the type of person that understands like, hey, it doesn't matter if I'm off doing my own thing. I'm still going to wake up the same time every day. I'm going to be able to set my schedule in order to be productive. Like I understand how to do those things for myself. And then meanwhile, as I'm going through a lot of that stress, I'm able to take care of my health. I'm t- able to make sure that I'm tending to my family. I'm, I'm tending to my relationships, mm-hmm. right? And that I'm not uh, going into a situation completely blind. So that's a big thing that I always talk to people about. And then there's two other really important things pre-making the jump that I think is very important. And one is make sure you have conversations with the people you're close to. You need to be very transparent with your girlfriend, your wife, your your parents, your good friends, whoever it might be about what it is that you're about to do, because you're going to be going through a lot and their support is going to be very important in ensuring that you're okay in that process. You're going to have to come to them and have difficult conversations and sometimes vent about the, the experiences that you're going through. And if you don't have that conversation beforehand, you're going to come to them and you and you're going to have one of those moments and they may not be ready to receive that yet. So you need to make sure you have those conversations. And then the other thing too is find mentorship, right? There are people that have done this before. There are people out there that have explored entrepreneurship and started businesses and been successful. And they have the experience in order to give you a lot of tools and understanding of what you should do. They're there to ask questions, right? Because they've been through that experience. So I think that you really got to make sure that you have those building blocks in place before you ever pull the trigger and, and decide to make that leap. Yeah. And it sounds like you have you kind of have to start with figuring out what you're all about as a person. Yep. What, what is the thing that actually makes you excited about the venture that you are going to do? Because when you first start out, the reality is you're going to have to do every aspect of it on some level, mm-hmm. even all the bits that you don't like. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror and some some annoying thing has to be done. Some mundane thing has to be done. The person looking back at you is the person that has to do it. Exactly. That's so. why discipline is so important because you, you already need to 
have that framework in place of being able to do what you don't want to do, mm -hmm. right? And that's where discipline comes into play. That's the process of teaching yourself how to always do something regardless of whether or not you're going to enjoy it or it's hard or it's just something that you don't feel like doing that day. You don't have the luxury of that anymore when you when you jump into entrepreneurship. Do you think there's uh, beyond sort of figuring out, all right, this is the thing that I that makes me tick that I'm actually excited about this about this uh, project. You're talking about you know, you've got to cut you got to sort of schedule things out. You got to be disciplined. Do you think the, the part of the element of that is then trying to break down the thing that you're doing kind of into its component parts and then sorting out, OK, how am I going to accomplish all of these things, whether it's going to be me or it's going to be somebody on my team? How are we actually going to accomplish these things? Yes, that's that's really important. So Sometimes I feel like people get into entrepreneurship for the wrong reasons. They, they're thinking, okay, well, you know, I'm going to have freedom and I'm going to have all of the, you know, all of these things. But what you really need to do is you need to set goals and you need to be thinking long term. You need to put together a 10 year plan, seven year plan, a five year plan, a three year plan, a year plan. And then you have to break that down. What are the priorities in order to ensure that I reach those milestones? Right. Mm -hmm. So being able to think long term and then break it down into those those smaller pieces is really important. And then it when you when you first start out, you even have to take it from the year all the way down to a day to day. Right. What do I do today? What's most important today, the next day, this week, this month? Right. So being able to break that down is very important. And I can say that that's, I mean, from my own experience, that's pretty consistent, um, mm -hmm. that any any feeling of independence is subsumed with the feeling of responsibility because it there is no clocking in and out. It's yeah. constant, always, always, always. You know, you're always, always working. You're always thinking about work and you're always working. It's very difficult to turn off. And then you have to try to think through all of the mechanical processes of how you're actually going to do or deliver the thing that you're supposed to do or deliver. And you have you have to come up like you're talking about, like a plan, like you have to come up with that plan. Hopefully, if you're lucky, there is somebody who knows how it's done. and They can just tell you how it's done and you can follow their blueprint. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. But short of that, which I would venture to guess is the exception, not the rule, you really have to do the work to do it. And then there is always something that has to be done. There is yep. never a moment where there is nothing to be done. Anytime that you think there's nothing to be done, you're just ignoring all the things that have to be done. Yep, exactly. So once somebody, let's say somebody takes your great advice, uh, and of course they say, thank you, Alex, because they're, they're kind people. Um, <laughs> and then they 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 start their venture and they're now they're tr now they're not in start mode but they're in grow mode how yep. do you think the focus changes if at all yeah so i think that once you get the process started there's 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 quite a few things so if you've done a good job of looking at your 10 year, 7 year, 5 year, 3 year, 1 year and you're you're breaking all that down then you should understand that uh it's going to be very important to uh, figure out the most uh, financial, the most practical way to approach things financially, right? And so it's funny being in uh, digital marketing and, and really servicing people at that level and investing in their marketing services, there are a ton of people that think that that's the priority. And there are certain aspects of digital marketing that should be a priority, but you shouldn't be uh, replacing 
problems with digital marketing. You should be using digital marketing to solve problems. So uh, one of the things that I we, we did, and I think that everybody should do, is you need to take advantage of more traditional forms of marketing in order to grow your business first. And what I mean by that is you need to get out of your house and you need to network with people and you need to grow relationships within your community as somebody that's an expert in whatever field, field it is that you're getting into, right? Because the when you're starting the business, you're, vi you're very financially strapped. So if you start to immediately throw money into the business to get business, then that's that can be very expensive and costly in building your business. What you should be doing is you should be creating those relationships and you should be finding uh, the ways to grow without having to spend money to grow. You are gonna have expenses. You're gonna have all of these different things that you're gonna have to pay for already. The last thing you need is, is to add additional expensive expenses. So you should spend time bootstrapping things, getting out there, creating relationships and focusing on ways that you can help yourself grow naturally. And then that's going to create referral opportunities. Those people are going to tell people, and then those people are going to tell people, and those people are going to tell people. We've been in uh, business for a year and a half and haven't spent a dollar on ads. So yeah, it's impressive. That, yeah, that's, that's not uh, typical. But one thing that was really important to us was to try to build a company that is financially sustainable so that as we do grow it, and we start hiring people and adding people to the team that we're also keeping stability in mind so that those people can come into the environment that we've created and they can do that knowing that there is a, a long road ahead for that opportunity. So you really got to make sure to do that. And then you really want to make sure to think about processes, managing projects, and making sure that there is something in place that makes it uh, easier to keep track of what's going on that people can access, they can see what they need to do, that you're able to monitor workload and how much is going on. And you can you can look at the uh, sky view of, of how the business is functioning. So you wanna do that and you wanna make sure you have those repeatable processes in place uh, so that when you do hire people and you bring people into the organization, then there's a sustainable way to be able to conduct business, right? So that's a really important piece. And then who you hire, how you grow your team is such an essential part of what you're doing. Because when you're early in the business, every single person that you choose to trust with that business is being held with a, a lot of responsibility of all of that work that you've done to try to get to that point, right? So you really want to make sure that you hire a certain kind of a person to help you continue to to move that forward, right? So we really value uh, character. You know, I, I look for people that really do genuinely actually care uh, about others and what they're doing. Uh, we, we like people that are uh, hard workers, of course, you know, people that are willing to put in the work. Uh, and then something that is really important to us is to ensure that we're creating an exciting and fun environment for people to be a part of. And so if you're the type of person that likes to keep to yourself, stay behind your computer, and uh, really not collaborate as much with people. That's not really what we want right now because we want somebody that is excited about what they're doing, wants to check in with others, wants to provide ideas and wants to create a fun place for this to be so that as we continue to grow, we can create fun with work because I believe that that is the key to a work-life balance. It's not working less 
and playing more. It's making it so that you can find a way to enjoy what you do. Yeah, as you should. Hopefully, mm -hmm. if you don't mm -hmm. enjoy what you do, you probably need to be exploring other options, I guess, because you'll be mm -hmm. miserable. There's uh, sort of taking two steps back because those are some really great um, tips, I think. You know, the first one you were talking about how to kind of bootstrap your way into building the business. That's maybe on the if you're thinking of it on the sort of marketing slash branding slash sort of business development side of things. And I love that you'd say that you shouldn't abandon traditional uh, ways of doing that and relationship building and networking, even if, and I've always been of this opinion, even if you have a, a business that's say purely uh, internet based, it, it all the interface and all of the um, acquisition with or for for clients is all based on um, the internet. When you're you're talking about having mentors and finding people who you can confide in, who you can sort of have around you, who can be your support system. You can't have that without actually interacting with human beings. You need, at a minimum, you need that. And so you, at a minimum, need to do that networking to find those people close to you um, who can be that for you on a human to human level. Mm -hmm. So even if it even if it has nothing to do with the actual business, it has a lot to do with that aspect of it, which I think is critical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important. I actually, so uh, one of my mentors is actually, I've been fortunate of my father-in-law uh, is has been able to be exceptionally successful in, in entrepreneurship. And one of the things that he talks about is when he was really uh, starting out, he would try to go to as many networking events as possible. And he would try to get there early and leave late and he would stick around and, and help, you know, clean up and put away mm -hmm. chairs and, and stuff. And eventually people would start to recognize him because he was there and doing those things really led to building so many crucial relationships that was able to get him where he needs to go. So right. I think people tend to forget that. And especially with like the, the remote environment and the stuff that we had to deal with, with the pandemic and being stuck inside, I think that people got a little bit comfortable with that and have a tendency to neglect some of those key pieces that really are going to drive you in the right direction. Right. Uh, and I think everybody knows they hate dealing with people they don't know and can't trust. And mm -hmm. so you don't want that. You want to have a nice group of people that you know and trust. And that at a minimum, you can ask a question of and they're not going to judge you for it. They're just going to give you their their honest thoughts, which is what you need. You need that feedback. You do. And Absolutely. sometimes you need it outside your own organization, especially yep. if, if you're the owner. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I mean, when you're constantly focusing on it every day, right? Like you're you're really zoned in into what's going on. And so um, that actually is a really great example of another conversation that I tend to have with people that are trying to start something is it's like, have you actually talked to anybody about this idea? Have you got <laughs> any feedback, uh -huh. right? Have you tried it yourself, you know, is an example. Uh, if you're going to start a business, you're going to create a product, you're going to do something around that, like make sure there's a market for it first, have those conversations, you know, right. you might think it's a good idea, but maybe nobody else does. Right. Well, and it, you, the other thing you were talking about was sort of creating, creating processes so that the business basically can function. Mm -hmm. And so you can, you can plug in team members who can function within whatever environment you're, you're you're operating, but also so the business can function while you're doing this sort of networking business development piece, which is critical. You can't ignore one or the other, but while you're doing one or the other, there need there needs to be something happening so that either the process side of the business, the actualization side of the business, or 
the branding sort of business development side of the business can in some way have at least a low hum of productivity while you're away. Yep, exactly. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to take a break. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which maybe somebody doesn't want it. Maybe they're like, I want the job where I never take a break. That's the job. I. That's the job I've been dreaming about, whatever that one mm-hmm. is. Um, you, you were talking about hiring people, hiring key people mm-hmm. and coming up with uh, what sounds like to me kind of your your value prop. Do you think that gets back to what you uh, you value personally or do you view it more from the perspective of how will a, a group function best? Not just, mm-hmm. you know, not just insularly focusing on myself, but then focusing outward, like how will a group actually function? What values Mm -hmm. does the group need? That might be different from what you value. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of both for sure. I mean, I want to enjoy what I do too. And I think that the people that I work with are a big part of that, right? Because if I'm not happy, nobody's happy. So I want to enjoy what I do. (laughs) So that's a big thing selfishly a little bit, but also I think that in, in general, um, if you if you value that and you really try to build your team in that way, then you you are able to focus on a lot of the business responsibilities because you know that you have the people in place who are interested in looking out for one another. Mm-hmm. And that even rolls into our clients too, where I think that uh, there is a genuine appreciation for the type of people that they get an opportunity to work with and they feel comfortable with. And they feel like when they're talking to them or they're having those conversations that they care about them as people, right? And that they're invested in doing a good job for them. They're actually looking out for them. And so I think it comes off in the service that we provide too. And I think it's one of the biggest reasons we've been able to get to the point that we are today is, is the people and um, that the, the clients that we work with and, and they can see us and they can talk to us and they feel like they're actually people that it's not a pain to get together and have those conversations. They can actually enjoy it. Uh, so I think that that's really important as well. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, I'd say one of our uh, sort of core values in, in my group is that we we give freely. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we try to help people out as much as we can where we can. And mm-hmm. that's both internally and, and of course, with clients. Uh, it doesn't always mean that it's that it's billed to the client um, or that we bill every single second of the thing that we're doing for the client. We just want to help them out and we want to help people out internally and within within our team. And so when I see people that are in my team doing that for other people, I'm not involved, but I can see that they're doing it for other people. That makes me very happy because I know that yep. I feel like if we do that, we're going to be a success. People are going to see that. They're going to appreciate it. And ultimately, in the end, it's going to be better for business. Exactly. Exactly. And and when you're when you're trying to run a business, there's so much that you need to focus on, right? And so if you are hiring people that you feel comfortable with them and trust them in being independent uh, from you, then you're able to focus more time on trying to keep the business going in a positive direction. A lot of people, and, and I think that this is one of the reasons why there's a huge trend with entrepreneurship is I think that a lot of people really don't realize how much you're going to have to focus on. And In turn, I think that a lot of employees don't necessarily understand that too. And so 
you know that that's just a key piece is is if if the business owner if the ceo or whoever it is that's operating the business isn't really able to focus on the health of the organization and think long term then that doesn't create a very stable situation either right so every sacrifice that that person makes everything that they focus on is not only for the business themselves but it's also for you as an employee. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a, that's a, that's quite the weight to carry. And so the people around you and, in uh, being confident in them and, and trusting them is, is going to put you in a better position when it comes to focusing on those things. Yeah. How we've been, well, we've been talking a little bit about kind of planning everything out. Of course, things don't always go as, as you plan them. They rarely do. Yep. So mm -hmm. how important do you think kind of flexibility and adaptability are as an overarching theme to all of these things we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, adaptability is a is a really a big piece because the world is changing all the time, right? Circumstances are changing, uh, you know, what people need is changing, right? And so that's going to cause a lot of unexpected things to happen. So you have to be able to take a problem or uh, maybe not having the right solution in place or, or whatever that might be. And you're going to have to completely shift your focus for a period of time in order to make sure that that's being addressed, um, fixed or, or whatever it might be in order to uh, make sure it's taken care of. Right. And so just understanding that you're going to be faced with those situations is a critical component of, of being able to do what you need to do. Right. And it just goes along the, the lines of the same stuff that we've talked about with like being able to prioritize and understand. And when it comes to the flexibility piece of that, it's like you might have a list of priorities, but you also have to understand that those priorities are probably going to change. You know, you're going to have to move mm -hmm. some things up to the top. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to move some things down to the bottom. Right. And not allowing that to throw you off too much and just understand that you you're just doing what you have to do. And right. uh, that's something I tell people quite a bit, too, is like it doesn't matter the situation that you're in. What matters is that you're willing to do whatever it takes at any given time. Yep. I completely agree with that. And I think the more you're in, the more you're in the business, the oftentimes the better your senses are for where the change needs to happen and and where the opportunities are where your focus needs to to shift where you can see mm -hmm. okay if we can shift this you know if we can shift this way or we can become more efficient in this way then there's an opportunity there and so we need to jump on it and do it yeah exactly unfortunately none of that comes without time and experience so you have mm -hmm. to actually just do it and then it happens as you're doing it and nobody can predict exactly how it's going to turn out yeah exactly and so uh i think one thing i would love to touch on on that subject yeah. is that if so for me, I was fortunate enough to, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, uh, I experienced things that showed me one of the things I would really like to do is explore entrepreneurship. And so mm -hmm. uh, I, I really started to think a lot about business as a whole and different skills that I could develop and focus on in order to put me in a good position for that eventually. And so I encourage people too, if, if you are interested in entrepreneurship at all, think about that, right? Because there, there's, there's a long road in life, right? And so if maybe you're somebody that's interested in that, but you haven't had a lot of experience and things that would apply to that position, uh, then you should maybe try to find jobs and, that 
are going to help you develop those skills and, and fine tune those because that's going to set you up for success later. And that was something that was really important to me is, is I really wanted to try to do things that would help me develop skills to set me up for that situation, wherever mm -hmm. it might be. Um, so, I mean, I started out in cold call sales, right? Sales is a huge component. It's a really important skill, I think, to develop. And then eventually that led to uh, management positions where I had an opportunity to work on, uh, you know, how do you develop training material? How do you hire people? How do you fire people? How do you uh, have conversations with people uh, who are trying to learn and maybe they're having a hard time figuring it out, right? Like, how do you manage those situations of big teams and, uh, you know, how to operate uh, under those circumstances? And so that's something to think about is, is maybe you're interested in entrepreneurship, but you haven't had that opportunity yet. Don't get stuck in that pattern of like, oh, this guy did this by the time he was 21 and this person did this by the time they were 30 and I'm 30 years old and I feel like I haven't I haven't done as much as the, the next guy. That's just a bunch of noise. Tune it yeah. out. You know, yeah. you, you could go out and find jobs and, and gain experience that are going to put you in a better situation later. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And on both fronts of of uh you know if you're not quite sure what you'd like to do but you are interested in kind of doing your own thing at some point go get a job in that industry as close as you can get to the thing you think you're interested in you'll either find out that you hate it or you'll find out that you love it and in either instance you'll probably gain a perspective about how the market actually operates and where there might be opportunities for you in that market that you could you could go out and exploit for yourself and Mm -hmm. nothing beats it. You just can't replace exactly. that kind of experience. Well, Alex, I really appreciate uh, you doing this. I, I know you're a busy guy, so I don't want to keep you too long. If people are trying to find you, what is the best way for them to find you? Yeah. So uh, you can visit our website, which is imprint-digital.com. Uh, you can check out the company there. You can, uh, you know, give us a call, fill out a contact form. I get those too. So I'm always happy to have conversations with people. Otherwise, when it comes to business, you can find me on LinkedIn under Alex Wells. Uh, you know, I'm pretty active on there. And I think that that's always a good place for professionals to network. Uh, and you'll be able to see a little bit about, you know, what I'm talking about, what I'm doing. And you'll be able to follow our company on there, too. And uh, you can get access to their other social media uh, platforms and stuff and see some of the stuff that we're doing on there, too. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll include your contact information in the show notes, too, so people can find it there. Uh, if they don't know how to operate Google. Um, but if they do know how to operate Google, Alex uh, is also on the internet. You'll find him there. Uh, Alex, you'll also discover, is is a busy man, and he has his his hand in many pots. Uh, and so you know, we're talking about Imprint Digital and the work that you're doing there, but uh, you have experience outside of Imprint Digital as well. And so you're, you're, you're speaking from a, a broader platform than just that one business. Alex, mm -hmm. uh, thank you again so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Hey listeners, thanks again for joining me on the podcast. It's fun to do it for you. If you're enjoying it, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to my blog at wealthandlaw.com and follow me on social media at wealthandlaw. I'll see you there.